Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to this fine edition of The Pleasure Zone, where tonight we're going to talk about penis health. Well, why not, right? Last week we talked about how to clean your vagina. And trust me, there are people out there who are not quite sure how to do it. Um, And if you are one of those, I'm not trying to make fun of you because how many of us were actually taught how to look after our bodies? You know, maybe when we were kids, our parents washed them. Maybe when we were kids, our parents had a point of view. And when they washed them, they scrubbed the poop out of them until they were sore. Um, You know, from you might have had the parent who ignored your body completely so you didn't ever have them clean you and you might have had the parent who was paranoid and scrubbed you until you were raw there is a lot of variation around out there and and i i do actually know parents who do the scrubbing of their kids until they're raw which is really really sad actually to me that's like a form of abuse um, so yeah, literally trying to get the poop out is totally it, as my friend Christine says in the chat room. And it's, it's one of those things where if you're actually, you know, a relatively hygienic person, the chances are you are not going to be filthy. You know, even if you accidentally get yourself into a shower and you don't even have soap, even if you accidentally get yourself into a shower once every few days, which I would refer to as not totally hygienic, but if you're even in there once every few days, um, you're doing all right. And the funniest thing is there are people who fully, full-on admit that they don't do that. Um, I actually actually knew people who lived out in my area who were quite, and they don't live here anymore, but they were quite quite proud to uh, say they, they are definitely against soaps, even if they were handmade, homemade soaps. Um, they were against soap, they were against deodorant, they were, I was like, that's fine, I get that, like we talked about in, um, you know, the women's uh, vaginal health one last week, is really like, there are a lot of deodorants and sprays and scents that are actually affecting bodies, and they're creating a lot of harm, and they're creating a lot of pain in bodies that we might just chalk it up to something else. We might go, well, you know, years and years of use of the same chemical, we wouldn't even think that it's affecting us, but it actually is, guys. Our skin is super porous, and it does soak up a lot of those chemicals. So even though you're thinking, oh, yeah, it's just soap, how could that affect my brain? Well, trust me, it does. And you don't even have to trust me. You can go research it yourself if that's what you're into. I am into the researching of it. So I do know there there have been Um, studies done on how scents and different things actually affect your neurology. And why do we know that? Because we also know that certain scents can actually relax your nervous system. So scents can have a massive impact on our nervous systems. Not only that, they actually do have an impact on our skin as well. So 
uh, and so many other layers. Like that isn't really the discussion today, but that's kind of where it veered off to for a second. Um, one of the things that I would really like to address on this episode is um, some extreme health uh, conditions for men because it's something that you need to be aware of. And it's something that when left unattended um, can actually lead to really, really big problems. So we're going to talk about some of the things to be aware of. We're going to talk about some tips and tools on how to keep that super sweet wanker of yours nice and clean so that it can actually go out in the world and have a fun time and be the party animal it would like to be. Because every wanker would really like to be a party animal, I'm sure. Small or big, fat or skinny, doesn't matter. Your wanker is out for a good time. Let's face it. So if you think it's not I hate to tell you, every wanker wants to have fun. Just like girls just want to have fun, I should write a song. Wankers just want to have fun. Yeah, wankers just want to have, that's all they really want. Right, exactly. You guys are with me. I got, we got the 80s vibe going on, and it, I can feel that you guys are feeling it. You guys are, it's getting you revved. You're getting excited to talk about penis health, because who wouldn't be? We're talking about penises, and penises are this beautiful work of art when you look after them, guys. And then they can become a rank pile of stank. So let's let's look at how to avoid the rank pile of stank. Um, and some of you are probably going, what the heck, and who is she? Well, welcome to the Pleasure Zone. This is where we talk about all things pleasurable, naughty, strange, fun, and interesting. In my my point of view, it's interesting. So um, I am a curiosity for pleasure kind of fanatic. I I am curious about all things pleasure-related. You, If you were to walk into my house, you would probably find me sitting around watching um, or reading different articles about health, about bodies, about pleasure, about sex. Uh, probably, if you were to walk in on me any particular night, you'd see me watching some kind of documentary about sex because really, I'm actually totally fascinated by bodies, totally fascinated by sex and what turns people on and what gets people motivated, going, and excited. Um, so that's what I do. And in my regular daily life, I work with bodies, I work with health, and I work with a lot of things that are strange and mysterious in bodies as well. Uh, I do some work called radionics, which actually can is, is an amazing system uh, System of work that some people think is right out there, like outer space astronaut kind of healing. Um, and that's cool. I thought that too when I first got introduced to it. But it can actually start to detect things um, very soon, very uh, soon in your body before sometimes they even um, show up. Say, uh, you know, you might have uh, some kind of like really low level gangrene happening. And um, the cool thing is, I'd probably be able to find it before it actually shows up as like a rotting penis. And yes, you can get gangrene of the penis. There's a name for it. I'll tell you guys about that later. So just a fair warning. If you're eating food during this episode, you may want to put the food down because I may randomly discuss things that may make you want to vomit. They also might make you laugh. So it depends. Either way, food is probably something to keep away from you during this episode so that you know, drinks don't come out your nose, and you don't vomit all over yourself. This is really about me protecting you guys. This is what I'm saying. So this this show should come with a warning. Actually, most of my shows should probably come with a warning. 
And um, this one's going to be fun with a warning. So what I want you uh, guys to know is a lot of my research stuff that I do find online, so take it with a grain of salt, but a lot of the stuff that I share with you is stuff that I, I find consistently across different uh, websites, across different health articles, across uh, different information uh, streams. So it's um, it's where I find consistency, and sometimes I'll bring in oddities that I think are just hilarious. Um, so today's information actually is being brought to you by um, an article that was written by John Duggan, and um, I do often refer to different articles on this program because, you know, people have done investigation and a lot of work, and I like to uh, honor them and recognize that. And so today's comes from John Duggan, and it was actually an article that was published on menshealthfirst.com. So for those of you who are wondering and looking to find and research more, even more things than I've talked about on this uh, coming episode, if you want more information about men's health and common penis health problems, including soreness, redness, loss of penis sensation, um, please do check out Men's Health First. Um, if I have time, I will write an article and put it up on my website and also uh, hand it over to Inspired Choices. Um, it's the timing, guys. Um, I may actually have time next week. I may do random things next week because I guess I'll look after my father, which is maybe what inspired this. I was like, looking after a dick. I might as well talk about that. All right, just saying. Um, although he has his days where he's not so much of a dick. So, on today's episode. On today's episode, we will be discussing uh, men's behaviors and lifestyle choices that will either promote the well-being of their penis or totally take away from the well-being of their penis. So, we got a lot of do's and don'ts on this one, and this is from that article that I mentioned by John John Duggan. So, I like, I particularly like this when I Google searched it. I actually Google searched do's and don'ts for penis health. Because the funny thing is, is like, you could type in anything for vaginal health, and across the board, you will find millions of articles about crazy things, especially from 2017, like the bees wasp nest that I mentioned last week. Um, there are crazy things women are doing. Um, men's health, on the other hand, is all related to how do you clean your penis, especially if you are uncircumcised. They don't mention men using things like um, cheese graters to try and smooth their penis up or sandpaper to try and smooth... No, but women, as women, we're creative. We'll shove things like bees' nests into our vaginas. But guys, no, I have not read an article yet about men sticking uh, wasps on their penis to keep it clean. Why women, why do we do these things? I just, if any of you out there in the listening land actually know what, or if you are a woman who has stuck a wasp's nest into your vagina, I would love to hear about it because it fascinates me and I'm like, wow, what is it that was going on in your mind at the time when you chose wasp nests in your vagina? So I don't know, I actually don't know of any men who would stick a wasp's nest anywhere near their penis at all, um, but you never know. So I want to get clear, too, on a little anatomy, because I do like to talk a bit about anatomy. Um, there are parts of the penis that I will be referring to in this episode, and sometimes I will use slang, but if you actually know your anatomy and you have an issue and you go to the doctor, it's really helpful to be able to explain to the doctor what's going on. Like if you are having an issue with your foreskin, it's good to say that instead of saying, you know, that baloney looking thing hanging off my penis. Just 
it's your foreskin. Talk about it. The penis and foreskin. You guys know what those are, I hope. And if you don't, um, that's cool. But if you actually Google penis and foreskin, you can get but you can get pictures. If you click on images, you'll find pictures of penis and foreskin. I promise you. Um, the shaft is actually, when people refer to the shaft of the penis, they're referring to the main length of the penis that doesn't include the tip, which are it's called the glands. And in men who are not circumcised, uncircumcised men have very sensitive glands. Actually, you really should never put... Um, like detergent style soap on a glands, it could be very agitating and irritating. Um, boys, look after your penises so that we can all have more fun with them. So the glands or the tip is a super, super sensitive end of the penis. Um, it's usually if you have a foreskin, it'll be covered by the foreskin. But if it the foreskin has been removed with circumcision, um, then it will look different, right? Um, so... What else you need to know about is this uh, part, which I, I was talking to my cousin today, who, because she's hanging out with me. Um, I was like, hey, what parts of, of the whole, like I said it in Serbian, Kurats, do you know about? And that's like all, that's like the the whole package. And, and I asked her about, and she wasn't totally familiar with this word, which I thought was kind of cool, um, only because I read so many articles, I think I, I am aware of these words, but I realize maybe not everybody is. So there's um, something called the meatus, which is actually the opening. It's the medical name for the opening, uh, the tip of the penis. It's called the meatus, and that can actually get really agitated and aggravated when uh, things like detergent-style soaps uh, might get in there. Also, if um, the meatus isn't cleaned out after, say, um, sex or whatever, you can actually have things like candida traveling up into into your penis, into your whole, actually it'll just travel into your whole system. So really, really important that you that you clean that, but don't, please don't do it with detergent style. So water is good. Water will kind of um, open it up. And and some men actually have that area pierced, which um, to me is like, whoa, if I had a penis, I think my penis would be highly sensitive. Um, and it probably wouldn't want to be pierced. But if you can imagine that super, super sensitive area being pierced. Though I love to talk about it as a super sensitive area, even though uh, women have you know, a clitoris with 8,000 nerve endings, um, we should definitely talk about the sensitivity of a tip of a man's penis. Because, you know, they're sensitive. But truly, it's funny. Um, I was talking to my daughter about this the other day. She's like, why does it, why does it hurt men when you kick them in the crotch. And I said, well, men say that their, you know, penises and, and testicles and scrotum, everything there, all of that is very sensitive. And she's like, oh. I said, here's the reality, though. <laughs> Women have clitorises. And I ex I was, like, describing to her where the clitoris is. And I said, and that has 8,000 nerve endings. And she, was, she actually sat there and she gave me this, like, wow, look. <laughs> she was like, wow. I said, yeah, that's a lot of nerve endings. That's a lot, a lot of nerve endings right at the very, um, very tip there. So, yes, girls do feel it if you kick them in the crotch. We just happen to have super strong, um, super strong vaginas. Uh, and and so, you know, trying to kick into the vagina area, the opening, yeah, you know, it takes a pounding. So it can take a lot. It's the clitoris that's highly sensitive. So, just FYI, you know, if you are getting in some kind of cat fight, kick her in the clit, not the vagina. The clit 
is where it would hurt. Okay, that's a side note. Um, and back to penises. Actually, we're gonna we will head to break, and when we come back, I'm gonna talk more about penises and stop getting sidetracked by vulvas, vaginas, and clitorises because I get so sidetracked. So we'll head to break, and more on penis health right after this. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight our topic is penis health. Really simple, straightforward title, right? Well, you'd think that the whole topic might be really simple and straightforward, but there's a lot to it. So first, um, before break, I was talking a little bit about the anatomy of a penis. The anatomy of a penis. And uh, I left off and got sidetracked after meatus. Um, which is the opening at the tip of the penis. The next part we'll talk about, and we're going down lower, is the testicles. Also, some people, testes, testes, testicles, or balls, right? But when you talk to a doctor about it, maybe talk about your testicles or testes. That would be good, even though a doctor will understand that it's your balls, too. Uh, Your scrotum is actually the stretchy skin that forms a sac around your testes, so... Um, it's funny, it's like people are like, hey, they'll call each, actually, I've heard guys back in the day call each other scrot, like scrotum or like scrot head or something. I don't know, it's like an insult back in the day. But, um, it's like, okay, 
Um, I don't know why that's an insult. It's just, uh, you know, it's just a sack. But anyway, apparently that's an insult. So there you go. Um, the scrotum is actually a thin muscle that allows the, sorry, there's a, there is a thin muscle that actually allows the scrotum to contract. Um, and that's why it's like your balls go into your body when it's cold. It's actually the muscle that's, um, that allows the scrotum to contract. So, and it also does this to maintain your sperm at a constant temperature. It's pretty amazingly wise body to be able to do all of that. So, thing is if you're for one you can actually have conditions where your your balls don't actually um your scrotum doesn't the muscle doesn't work so it doesn't contract um and you know if you have that condition talk to your doctor there might be something going on uh, muscle the muscle might not be working so a- any one of these areas can actually have issues in them um where they're not functioning properly. So um those are definitely things to discuss with your your medical doctor, your urologist, uh, a specialist in that area. So please do don't take them as not so serious because if something's not functioning then it can sometimes be a sign of something bigger, so it's always a good idea to get that checked out. So epididymis is the next area which is behind and above the testes and it stores sperm. Um, which is actually made in the testes. So above the testes is this tube that carries your sperm from the epididymis, uh, which goes through via the prostate and goes, which is actually near your bladder. Um, and it travels quite a long way, actually, considering the size of your body. And then eventually it goes um, out through your urethra and it goes out the hole, remember the hole, the meatus. Yeah, it goes out through the meatus eventually. So lots of stuff traveling through that meatus. Good idea. Keep that baby clean. So it really is helpful. Um, I know I kind of like, wow, just over maybe over talked your whole um, anatomy, but it's really important to know some things uh, off the bat because, you know, people don't really think about this, the different parts of the reproductive system for men. And they're just like, hey, that's just your penis and your balls, whatever. But these little areas actually have things and they have a function and they all need to be functioning properly. So, um, for example, for men's health, it's really important, and a lot of guys don't do this, just like a lot of women don't do breast checks, a lot of men don't do scrotum checks. So, Testing for testicular cancer is really important because it's actually a really common cancer in young men. So every week, every week, check out your testes. Um, Why would you do that? Well, if you want to do prevention and you want to check, and also being aware of what your testes feel like um, every week is gives you a good gauge of when something has changed. So what you do is... uh, So... Examine them each in turn. So there's should be two, but sometimes guys only have one, and that's okay. You're probably born that way, or one didn't drop when you were a baby, or you might have actually just had a, a physical anomaly where you only had one. Um, you might have also had an operation, or there might have been damage. I do know somebody who had, who had um, scar tissue in their testicles, and that had to be removed um, when they were very young, actually, from being kicked in the crotch. So not very pleasant somebody I went to high school with actually. Ugh. A friend of mine was the culprit of that. Uh yeah. 
pretty nasty. So so definitely check for um, anything going on in your in your testicles, guys, because you might have scar tissue, you might have cancer, you might have things that are normal, but if you're not checking it, you won't know. So um, just rolling or you know rolling your testes like one at a time between your your finger and your thumb. Um, maybe I should do a demo of this uh, with like a plum or something. So you just roll it. Um, and roll the skin over them. And the most common symptom that you'll find is actually like a little lump. Um, it could be of any size. So if you happen to find a little lump and it's new to you and you've been checking your testicles for a while, please do book an appointment with your GP. Um, if anything seems different in, in, um, in your scrotum, so in your testicles. So please check that out um, regularly. Uh, one of the things that men seem to have a concern about is, you know, penis size. And penis size has nothing to do with penis health, by the way. Whether you have a small penis or a large penis has nothing to do with it. You can have an infantile penis, and that might actually be an indicator that, you know, maybe uh, certain developmental things that occur during puberty haven't quite taken place yet. So infantile penises are not as common, but they can occur. Um, it's not something to be ashamed of either, guys. So uh, if you are noticing, and say if you're fairly young and maybe you uh, are like 18 or 19 and you're thinking, why haven't I hit puberty yet? Um, now's a pretty good time to head off to the doctor and find out why. You know, anywhere between um, 15 and 18, if you're not noticing any changes, it's a really good idea to get that checked out. Um Strange side note, because there is a very large segment of the pop, very large as in like one in like something like 500 people are actually, uh, I don't have my stats in front of me, but it's, it's a significant number of people are actually born uh, with a, like more hermaphroditic with both um, sexual organs present. So they sometimes refer to themselves as intersex or that's also a term used by people who uh, are going through um, gender changes as well. Um, but if you are born like as a hermaphrodite, then, or you might have um, one, uh, say for example, uh, one sexual organ that is more prominent than the other, for a very long time and up until recently, Doctors were just choosing your, um, they were just choosing your sex for you without even your parents' consent. That's been going on across the world for a very long time. It's only recent in the last few years that it's actually being asked for the parents to have, um, to ask the parents if they want to change it, because before they just would change it. Um, some parents didn't even know that happened to their kids. So if you have an issue, though, find out because you might actually not have internal organs that match your external organs, which would be really good to find out. So only, I would only be concerned about penis size if you have it, if you have an infantile penis and if you actually don't have the internal organs that match your external organs. So um, if you are concerned, there are doctors out there. They can scan and they can find out what's going on. Do you have the internals that match the externals? Really good to note. So, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, there, you know, guys are are kind of concerned about a lot of things with their 
their uh, penis health and things like maintaining an erection can be a huge concern. I really highly don't recommend using things like Viagra or Cialis or any of those ones. Um, there are too many side effects. If you actually read the side effects, some are like may cause death, may cause um, aneurysms, may cause strokes. Like, is is an erection, a longer lasting erection, worth any of that? No, it isn't. And I bet you that any one of you, if you took the time to pleasure your woman or your man, you would find that, you know, there's so much joy in that too. And you can receive so much joy from that and that your body might begin to relax and ease into receiving as well. And you might find that the pressure is off. So erections are easier. So erectile dysfunction is lower. Um, a lot of Unfortunately, what I've noticed is there's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff causes impotence, and like 99% of it is in the brain, um, and then there's a percentage of it that's actually caused by a narrowing of the blood vessels that pump the blood to create a main uh, and maintain an erection. But really, so much of it for guys these days is psychological. So, if you find that you can't maintain an erection, at like Ask yourself a few questions like, hmm, do I watch porn more than once a week? Hmm, do I compare myself to people in pornography? Do I, am I concerned that I'm not going to be good enough? Like if any of those are things that are true for you, that you watch a lot of porn, that you're concerned about um, your your um, performance, if you have performance anxiety or any of that, that is psychological. That you deal with with other things other than Viagra and Cialis. Um, there are so many other ways to, to deal with it. You can call me. I can talk to you about that and chat you through, um, let you chat yourself through whatever's going on that would have you keep using that. Also, giving up smoking would be really helpful because it's uh, it can actually reduce erections along with giving up smoking marijuana because marijuana, I only know this from my personal experience of living with somebody who smoked a lot of marijuana in the past. Um, this was like 17 years ago I lived with this person. It's not my current lover husband. Um, and the more he smoked, the less, um, the less he was, uh, the less, he had a desire for sex. So he would just be so mellow. He wouldn't even, and then he had a little side thing for porn, which then kind of eliminated the whole sex thing completely, um, which that was his choice and fine. Um, but what I'm saying is that when you actually get off of that, there's like a huge spike in the other direction where you can often like, whether it's drugs or alcohol, and I've been, in relationship with people who are both addicted to drugs and to alcohol. And when they get off of the drugs and alcohol, all of a sudden, all those things that were suppressing their erections and uh, suppressing their sex drive have now go like in the scalar opposite direction. And all of a sudden, they're horny, horny all the time. And it becomes almost aggressive and like needy and like excessive. So it's very, it's very polarized and a bit cuckoo. So definitely also for penis health, protect your penis. Get it a nice little raincoat. Wearing condoms can be fun. Um, there's a lot of varieties of condoms out there that can actually add to the pleasure. As long as you're not allergic to latex, you know, I do have friends who are allergic to latex and they do use the old school lamb, and, uh, lamb intestine, whatever that lamb version of it is. Um, so there's options out there. 
and um, you know, just definitely protect yourself from uh, sexually transmitted infections because even if you know your partner, she could end up drinking a lot of wine one night and get candida from overgrowth of fungus in her body and all of a sudden now you've got candida. Not fun. Or, you know, if you're having anal sex man with a man or a woman and there could be extra excessive bacteria and parasites going on in the anus, and guess what? Those little microscopic buggers don't care what uh, what you're doing or how much you love this person, those microscopic buggers are going to travel in and around and up and right into your penis, my friend. So um, not not a fun thing, you know. I don't know. If, you, if your imagination is as vivid as mine and you just had the visual on uh, parasites traveling into your penis, I bet, I bet you, you will probably run out and get condoms before you stick your penis into an anus ever again. Um, but anuses are not the only places where parasites are, my friends. They're also in vaginas in different forms of protozoa, in different kinds of itchy crotch um, things that show up in women. So just FYI, if she's scratching a lot, just use a condom. And maybe she's also been washing her vagina with a lot of soap and sticking bees nests in there, wasp nests. You never know. It's good to find out. So also, um, men's health, there's a whole rush in, you know, uh, the last 20 years of men cutting off all their hair uh, all around their balls. And, you know, yes, maybe it looks bigger or whatever. Um, again, I don't have a point of view about hair. I really don't. In fact, I like like how men smell. So um, I've I've had the luxury of being with men who bathe. So that's cool. Um, I don't have like the penis funk thing happening, and I don't have like crotch funk happening. Uh, or if, I don't know that I've ever had that. Um, but I'm aware of it. I'm aware of what that would be like. And so. If you're cutting for easy access for, you know, more fun with, with oral sex, cool. If you're cutting to make it look bigger, I wouldn't even worry about it. Um, but you can also, just like women when they're trying to yank out their pubic hair, um, it can also lead to strange bumps, infections, ingrown hairs, different things that are actually super agitating. And you also don't want to have any accidental penis cuttings, right? You don't want any accidental circumcisions where there wasn't a circumcision before. Um, nips, cuts, really hurtful. Um, and so it can be really, it's, you know, the scrotum is, is quite a saggy sack and trying to shave it can be, treacherous if anything um you know guys sometimes get out those uh those hair cutting kind of barber type shears um but my god make sure you're like alone in the house with no screaming because you don't need to be jumping while you've got any of those razors in your hands guys dangerous 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 area I'm just concerned about the penises in the world. Um, so, yeah, when you have any cuts or anything like that in, on on uh, the shaft or on your on your you know on your scrotum, you can get some super painful bacteria in there and harmful bacteria that can cause things like cellulitis, abscesses, and here's the most disgusting one of all: Fournier's gangrene. If you are interested in all things disgusting and feel like vomiting right now, check out Fournier's Gangrene. That's F-O-U-R, like four, N-I-E-R, apostrophe S, Gangrene. I looked at some of those pictures and I just about vomited. 
but it is it to get to your place where you have gangrene going on in your body you have neglected a lot of things you're not paying attention to the small changes and you're definitely you know if you even notice a slight chance of your flesh starting to die off and rot the rot can actually kick in pretty fast so you need to pay attention if there's anything rotting going on if there are ulcers abscesses sores Get those checked because they can be the sign of something way bigger and you don't need basically your uh, entire crotch region to be like raw meat rotting off. Yes, I was very descriptive. You don't even want probably have to go look at a picture now because that was really descriptive. Awesome. So I'm actually like going cuckoo and um, just was talking and talking and forgot about breaks. So um, maybe now's a good time. I think now's a good time. We're going to uh, head off to break now. And when we come back, it's going to be more fun and interesting things about your penis and penis health after this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight's topic is penis health. Why? Because I love penises, let's face it. And I love talking about the health of penises because a healthy penis is a happy penis. And if a happy penis is happy, it's going to go out and have a party, right? Because all penises want to go out and 
get it on, put their little raincoats on and dance around and have a good time. Of course they do. Penises are just like born to party. So one of the things that I mentioned at the very uh, top-notch start of the show was an article that I read by Mr. John Duggan. And then what did I do? I got sidetracked telling you about the actual anatomy of a penis. Why? Because I love talking about the meatus. It's just such a great word. So, yay, meatus. The meatus is such a cause of such joy. I mean, sperm ejaculates through it, pee goes through it. It's just a fun, fun part of the body. Um, if you guys can just, like, give a little moment and thanks and gratitude. Thank you, meatus, for being such an awesome, awesome part of the body. Okay, awesome. A little gratitude for the meatus today. So what I would like you guys to do is uh, basically ejaculate a lot. Why would I like you guys to ejaculate a lot? Not just because it turns me on at the thought that you're probably listening to this show and masturbating. That's cool, too, because I get a lot of reports on that. And I'm like, hey, great. Thanks for the feedback. Um, so if you are masturbating to my show, high five. Awesome. Keep going. We're almost done, guys. We're almost done. 15 minutes to go. Just keep going. Keep going. Maintain. Okay, cool. And if you are listening to my show every week and masturbating, fantastic. At least you're getting... Four ejaculations in a week, in, in a month. But we'd like you to have more because a Harvard study actually showed, a Harvard study of over 33,000 men actually showed that any guys who ejaculate more than 21 times a month have a less likely chance of having prostate cancer. Uh, so, ladies and gents, all the more reason to ask your partners for more fun times, right? Hell yeah. It's for your health, darling. It's for your health. You must come over. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I can watch you masturbate. It's all good because you just need to ejaculate. It's good for your health. Yeah, it is. So, so another some other do's. So, yeah, whether you're playing with yourself or whatever. But one of the things cool, I'm talking about playing with yourself. Now, what you'll notice that if you are having um, oral sex, that's a pretty good chance that there's some lubrication going on. If you're having vaginal penetration, Pretty good chance there's some lubrication going on. Pretty good. I mean, if there isn't, you're going to use lube, right? Um, anal sex. I hope you guys know that you require a lube for that because the anus does not lubricate itself. But guys, guys, what I want to know is why aren't you guys using lube when you masturbate? Every other thing when your penis is being stimulated and being, um, you know, masturbated or being turned on, you know, whether it's oral, vaginal, anal, or hand jobs, you know, all of them require lubricant. Did you know that? And if you need lubricant, let me know. I am the queen of lubricant. I have it in smells, tastes, sizes, uh, different things that'll stimulate you in different ways. I'm here for you. Message me. I will, I will hook you up with lube because you need it. It's just, it's your friend and it's helpful, especially if you use any jerk off sleeves. You definitely need to use lube with those so it's fun it's nice it can smell good and it can feel so nice and your penis will be left feeling so soft and lovely um and if you um if you do have super hypersensitivity to scents don't use the scented kind you can get things that are unscented um for masturbation just let me know i will hook you up the thing is you really need to be aware of the moisture level because inadequate lubrication can actually leave your penis skin really dry. It can be cracked and sore. And it's also 
really not fun. For example, if if um if I was going to give my my lover a hand job, I would want to use lube. You know, sometimes it's just spit is lube as well. Like that works too. Um just keep it moist. Don't let it dry out and get cracked and that's just not fair or fun. Also, do do frequent checkups. Like I mentioned earlier, check for not just in your testicles, but that is for testicular cancer, but also check in the penis too because, um, A, it just gives you more reasons to touch yourself. And, like, guys, how many of you out there don't enjoy that? Um, if you don't, I know friends who are willing and able to do it for you. So just saying. Um, and if you, if you would really like... Um, you know, if you really aren't into touching yourself, if you can always get your, you know, self-examined. Depends on where you live. I don't know how often a doctor might think you're maybe starting to fall in love with them if you go in like once a month to get your penis and scrotum checked. But you know, whatever. Maybe you are in love with your doctor. That's cool too. So, I what else can I tell you on the do's and don'ts? So. Yes, checking for abnormalities. So don't self-diagnose. If you find something uh, like a lump, don't immediately go, oh my God, I read on Google that that lump means that I have testicular cancer. Yeah, don't do that. It could just be something. It could be like scar tissue. Do not self-diagnose. Go to a doctor. Go to a specialist, especially if you don't have connections to a specialist, then go to your doctor first and get a recommendation so that they can give you a proper diagnosis and figure out what's really going on. Then you can look at the alternatives of what you would like to do to change it if something is going on, right? There's a million things that can change it. Just sometimes knowing what's going on can be super, super helpful. Uh, so don't be shy of that and do not um, ignore it. Whatever it is, always pay attention to it. Um, it's part of your body. Even if, even if though today we're talking about penis health, if you find abnormalities on your body of any kind anywhere, go to the doctor. Don't be like, oh, um, it's it's been there for like six months and I thought it was going to go away. If it's been there for six months, you went from having it be something that's acute to chronic. And when you've let it go for more than like a few days, you are now in the chronic zone and your body is on fight or flight mode to stay alive. And it is like going to be on crazy mode just trying to maintain itself being alive. It's not going to heal. You need to get that looked at. There you go. That's the my dom inner dominatrix is coming out. Get that looked at, damn it. Um, and a little bit of a Texas accent too, because my inner dominatrix is a little bit Texas right there. Also, um, get plenty of sleep. So when men actually enter the deep sleep cycle, their brain signals um, to the penis uh, that cause erection actually become hard. Uh, so when the penis, sorry, I just said that really funny. When man enters the deep sleep cycle, his brain sends signals to the penis that cause erections, right? So when the penis becomes hard, it receives a rush of fresh blood, which is rich in nutrients and oxygen. So frequent erections are good for penis health. And so getting lots of rest is a really good idea. So, you know, men who wake up with an erection, men who have sleep erections, all of that, that's fantastic. It's a really good sign that you're getting plenty of rest. Um, and you can be like, yes, I'm a teenager. Um, but it's also like, yes, you have, you know, you have your blood is moving in the right direction. Your heart's pumping. Your body's working. You're in good shape. 
So don't rely on alcohol consumption for sleep. Like I was saying before, alcohol and drugs do some messed up things to your body, especially to your erections, men. So when guys drink themselves to sleep on a regular basis, they can do damage not only to their liver, but also to their penile function. Um, alcohol decreases sensitivity of the penis. Uh, so you know what? It can cause long-term erectile problems for reals. So that wine, a couple of glasses of wine you're drinking every night, not such a good idea, my friends. Not if you want to keep your penis happy and healthy and partying. So what you can do, though, is start to spice things up in your love life. You know, um, if you really want to try something fun, you can use things that are um, around your home. You know, you can use different foods but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily try and stick them near the meatus. You know, you can put them on the shaft of the penis. Um because, you know, as much as women have also been doing weird things like sticking yogurt in their vaginas, I don't highly recommend sticking anything into the inner part, like into the meatus down into any of um the tubes. Not such a good idea. So if you are gonna play with food, try and just keep it out of out of your meatus, guys. Just keep it out of your hole. Um put it on the shaft, have fun with it there. That's great. Um there is a really weird recommendation that I saw on this list which was to use chili peppers and I say that is nuts. Please don't do that actually. Uh, a friend of mine just posted on Facebook that he had been cooking with chilies one day. He forgot he was, and he went to the. He didn't forget that he was cooking with chilies. He forgot to wash his hands before he went to the bathroom, and it his penis was in so much pain. Um, then he went to do more research, and he ended up sticking his um, penis into lemon juice. And he said, then there was just like pain and burning. And I was like, oh my god, your poor penis! I feel so bad. Um, but vitamin C in general is good, but that doesn't mean putting your penis into lemon juice. Taking the vitamin C, drinking it, that can improve um, the skin. So be kind to your penis. If you do happen to burn your your penis with chili peppers, uh, you can use something like yogurt, just like you would in your mouth, right? If you had something too spicy and hot, a little yogurt, a little milk, if, you, if you're not lactose intolerant, can really help soothe that more than water. Water will ramp it up. So um, also avoiding foods that promote heart disease and diabetes would be a good idea too because, you know, with heart disease and diabetes, it tends to lower the function of your penis. Um, that also includes foods that are super high in fat, salts, and sugars. So a penis-friendly diet is also a heart-friendly and pancreas-friendly diet. So diabetes and heart disease interfere with both the nervous and circulatory systems. So since poor blood flow and nerve supply are imperative to penis health, preventing these metal conditions is a really good idea. Um, participate in this one of the do's as well on the list. Do participate in regular cardiovascular exercise. That can include sex, by the way. That's not on their list, but I say that it is. Um, so these uh, are exercises that include the heart and lungs pumping. And when that's going, guess what? Your penis is happy too. The American Heart Association recommends either 150 minutes of moderate intensity cardio or 75 minutes of high intensity cardio per week. So when you break it down, it's like really only like 11 minutes a day of intense cardio per week. Or if you're going with um, 
every day of moderate intensity, then it's like 22 minutes a day, which is really nothing. And most of you are probably doing that with just a regular walk. So don't overtrain. A lot of guys do this. They overdo it with the weights. They get their testosterone wicked high. They might even be taking things that are going to increase um, they're, you know, like like taking different drugs to uh, for performance enhancing drugs. Those those are not your friend, by the way. Overtraining can cause an increase in the level of level of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and a decrease in testosterone. So the stress hormone cortisol comes from your adrenal glands. It actually just puts your body on high alert. When you're on high alert, your penis doesn't care if it's going to have an erection. It's just it's telling your body survive, survive, survive. It's not telling your body have fun, have fun, have fun. So it actually totally interferes with a man's ability to get hard, which is ironic at when you look at how many guys are out there working out like professionals every day. Crossfitters galore. I wonder how many of those crossfitters actually have erectile dysfunction. I like to actually I might actually do a survey amongst the uh like an anonymous survey amongst all the crossfitters that I know about their erection and erectile dysfunction because I'm pretty sure it's up there, I'm just saying. And for the sake of hygiene, my friends, please wash your penis. Uh, wash it. Why? Because it's just like every other part of your body. And wash your anus, boys. And you can actually use soap on your anus and like the outer part and the perineum. It gets sweaty. You can wash your ball sack too. You can wash it all, except for if you are uncircumcised, do not put detergent-style soaps on the glands of your penis, but please do retract your foreskin because under that foreskin, even if you're just masturbating and you're not having sex with people a lot, this the semen can actually get uh, trapped in there and it can start to create bacterial infections, a bit of rot, stink, smegma, that's what smegma is, boys, um, is just like sitting around stuff that hasn't been washed out from underneath um, your penis, whether you've been masturbating, having sex, just sweating even. So please clean that out. Clean it out. Be good to your penis so that we can all be good to your penises too because penises are our friends, guys. They're not our enemy. And we can cherish them because they're cherishable. And they're just like, to me, like these beautiful structures I'm so grateful that we have on this planet because if we're on another planet and there were no penises, I think I'd be pretty bummed out for real so really grateful to be on a planet with penises just saying have an awesome week guys i look forward to chatting you up next week thank you for choosing to listen to the pleasure zone milica yelenich will return next monday at 8 p.m eastern time 7 p.m central 6 p.m mountain and 5 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body